Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello. I am Autodassing, and Jared remembered today was Sunday, so we are the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 352, probably. Uh, <laughs> we're joined tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? James Babb. Hello. And uh, a newcomer to the podcast, but a longtime friend of the show. Uh, he's been lurking in our group for a long time now. Uh, I don't, are you still? Did you accept my? Did you re, did you like re accept my invite? <laughs> I don't remember if you did. I actually don't know, but uh, but uh, <laughs> I will make sure to after tonight. All right. Well, let's well uh, let's welcome uh, Hoppian.org's Taylor Shiring. Did I say that right? No. I screwed it up. Did yes, I sir. No, yep. you're good. Okay. All right, good, good. So he goes by the Ginzer, and so um, we are platforming our first bigot. And a long he goes, time, wait, so. he goes by the Ginzer, so to speak. Ginzer. 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 So tell us, why do you hate non-white people? <laughs> I mean, I think the more controversial thing is that he's from Pittsburgh. Like that's, yeah, which, that is, which is that's basically a covenant community already. Okay. <laughs> it's a covenant community of plumbers and steel workers. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect place to test out these theories. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. So you, uh, you've been writing for how long uh, for Hoppian.org, would you say? Uh, since it started, um, my first article and only, actually, I've been more kind of uh, kind of just in a more, you know, speaking social media role, I guess now. But yeah, um, yeah. the first day the site came out and, you know, I was with Jared and, and the original guys whenever it started, I think, I think, uh, 2000, late 2019, maybe early 2020, whenever the site launched. Um, so I was, I was in the original like Twitter group chat whenever we, whenever, uh, Jared, the guy who started the site was just like, let's do this. Cause like, there's a, there's a space for us to, you know, really, um, just get the ideas out there. Cause the, you know, there was, there was a lot of platforms, you know, like the Mises Institute's like, uh, you know, social media platforms and various, you know, various, you know, more conservative uh, libertarian like groups, but there wasn't one that was just dedicated to, you know, just hoppy and theory, hoppy and takes on just uh, libertarianism in general, in general, and, you know, just uh, just a right libertarian look at society and, and politics as a whole. So that was just something that uh, that we decided to do and so far um off and on just uh putting out you know articles we just put out a new one today we put out a couple last week um so we're starting to get more active on that end again and um jared and i are probably going to start a podcast soon um called no tolerance <laughs> um and, uh, <laughs> i can already hear the ring now oh no we're, we're, <laughs> the, the, i'm not the one who's going to get us in trouble no, but, no. Uh, surprisingly, like I, I to our audience who's not checking in, I think you're one of the least controversial people on the on the website. Um, I've uh, I I went through the Fakertarians group. I remember trying to remember who they were crushing. I guess well, first they went the when you first launched the website, they went nuts. Oh yeah, and they, then I found out you were associated them. with that, and I was like, oh, this is oh, so I want to see what they said, and like, but it was mostly just about I think Jared was who they were.
they were really upset about. It, it, it was um, Jared. It, it might have been. Is this Jared? No, Howe? no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. no, no. He's not. He's not associated with the site at all. No. Let, okay. Let's be specific. I was no, like, Jared I don't know if Howe. I could be on a podcast with someone that is like buddy buddy with Jared. Would you? Would you yeah. Would, no. would you say it's adjacent to Jared Howe? Uh, <laughs> Jared Howe adjacent. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. But no, no. He's uh. It's just Jared. Uh, he goes by um and democracy on twitter uh he has um fitting yeah yeah fitting you know for that for that whole space but um but yeah he's the guy who started he's editor-in-chief and everything like that and uh you know he's he's the main like staff writer too um but uh yeah no jared howell is no way uh associated with the site okay all right just wanted to clear that up (laughs) but yeah i'm i'm the least controversial of the internet hobbyists for sure so uh, what I guess, how would you characterize the true like the true nature of like the the hoppiness, the hoppiness of your <laughs> of uh, I mean, is it the helicopters? Is it the covenant communities? Is it the physical removal? What what are we what's the real uh, yeah, attraction what stereotype there? do you most do you most affiliate yeah. with? Like what's yeah, or uh, is it just like uh, like uh, restoring monarchies or what? <laughs> uh, monarchies are preferable to democracy everybody knows that but uh well but uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but that bar is no. pretty low you know what yeah, i mean yeah, so yeah. but uh mine there's mine also a poke more. in the eye which i'm not sure where that would rank right <laughs> but uh but yeah uh whenever it comes to just like why i consider myself a hoppy and um one because i i would consider myself uh, a person of the like on the on the right but uh, I'm not uh, like a hard social conservative, but like whenever it comes to like, you know, property ethics, egalitarianism, um, I would definitely lean more towards uh, the right wing side of things. And um, what really got me interested in like the, the hoppy inside of, you know, like libertarian theory, where it was covenant communities and like um, just how, because the whole, like, how would a, a, anarcho-capitalist society work i found hoppa's model um even though it was it was first introduced by rothbard prior to hoppa's writings on it um hoppa just seems that it's just more popularized by his his writings post rothbard's death yeah what are the big distinctions between hoppa and rothbard there aren't many what about borders borders uh, well i mean rothbard kind of you know he switched his position on on um open borders uh not really uh, well yeah i would say he switched his position because he was like a like an open borders guy like we have to be um he kind of was like the like how what how walter block refers to borders now and argues for open borders even in a libertarian society even is what rothbard's position was prior to the you know hated 90s rothbard heel turn where i think is actually his uh his best era but um but nations by consent great essay if nobody's ever read it um uh really there's there wasn't much difference um on really hans's argument for restricted immigration is the like um it's relevant to like the net taxpayers arguments and that like letting in you know people who the who he believes are the rightful property owners in a territory not being able to to decide who comes in and out 
is a violation of the private property ethic itself. So the view of restricted immigration and, you know, free trade. Now, that's a that's a controversial thing, even in libertarian circles. But um, but that would be the the main distinction slash uh, like doubling down on the private borders and government for private well, borders. So is it well i guess what i'm maybe yeah. you can clarify like i hear yeah, a lot of times that. people saying like yeah we'd love to have a libertarian you know thing where everybody's got their private property and we all stay on our private property and blah 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 but until then we're going to do this collective ownership communist thing and net taxpayer and they might vote democrat and therefore we're going to still and we're going to need the state and you got to have a border patrol because or just until we get to to this other thing um i mean isn't that kind of typical well i mean i mean yeah um the really I, i'm not the the best arbiter of like the um the you know hopian position on borders um you know with it being you know arguing in favor of restricted immigration while the state still exists but i would go back to his essay on um it was uh on free trade and restricted immigration. You can find that on Mises.org um, where that particular argument is the one that is made. Uh, I believe it was highlighted on the uh, immigration summit that they had a couple years ago where they, they talked about uh, Walter Block's arguments and uh, Per Bielen's arguments and, um, you know, and how that differed from, let's say, uh, a Jeff Deist or a Hans Hoppe. Um, who are more in favor of probably more restricted immigration than just straight up uh, the open borders libertarians. I mean, would um, do they do Hoppians regard, you know, somebody on welfare as like as like a drain, like on a valuable institution or I mean, because I, I, you hear about that. Yeah, this like they're not you know, they're 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 going to be getting welfare and stuff like that's a bad thing. And it, is that do they consider that a bad thing to take to like to, to come in here and try to like drain money out of the state? Well, yeah, they would they would consider um, if if the people who are paying into the system are being robbed at gunpoint, literally uh, and figuratively um, to fund the institution that they're forced to live under. And that institution is using the funds th that they contributed to fund those who did not pay in or will not pay in, obviously, uh, as long as they are taking that welfare. Um, and uh, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think you're hitting me with a hard one. At first, yeah, I know this got really but, uh, serious. I was like, yeah, yeah right. no, I mean, uh, that's well, okay. You know, we're talking, we're talking Hoppe here and these are yeah. the kind of questions that come up and I hear these arguments and I just kind of, sometimes I wonder like if, what, where people are really coming from because, um, you know, like I hear like this argument, I hear the argument, of, oh yeah, you know, they're going to come in here and they're going to take welfare and they're going to put their kids in government school and they're going to drain, they're going to, you know, our government schools will suffer are you know there are are you know like as if these institutions are somehow valuable or or like not our enemy themselves and anyone to me anybody that takes money from these guys like i mean break the windows and like run off with the with the fax machine i don't care 
right? Like, <laughs> okay, and that's that's <laughs> where uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think that's where that's really where <laughs> where we would we would divert. Now, while these coercive institutions do do exist and they are coercive and they violate the property eth- private property ethic themselves, so they're basically criminal well, organizations. And now we yes. need to make sure they're okay. Well, to play a little bit of a status advocate here, I mean, I guess you could argue that Kyle by by becoming by increasing the amount of welfare recipients, you give the government more excuse to expand that welfare state, print more money, do all that kind of shit, steal more from the tax from us. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like potentially that that could lead to a quicker downfall of the state if you were to, you know, introduce something like hyperinflation or like what if the state was expansion or what if they? But the what state if they isn't going to go to. They're, they're yeah, not going to go they, bankrupt. They're they're going to. It's either going to be like hyperinflation or, you know, and I mean, that's really it. While people while people are being coerced into funding this institution, there are real people involved in this. And obviously, when I, whenever it comes to like the immigration uh, immigration parts too, the immigrants are affected by this. If they are if they you know choose to come into this and are run run into this institution. Um, the people who fund that institution have more of a right to its services, even if they are coerced into them than okay, those who do not. That's interesting. Uh, say that again. Uh, I don't know if I can, but, uh, <laughs> but people that people that fund it have a right to the services of the organization, have more yeah. of a right to the services more of, of the right. organiz- organization. Like if your kid is forced to go to a public school now, and now with the, you know, school, school choice thing going on. Corey DeAngelis is doing some great work over at the Cato Institute and, uh, you know, everything like that to, to, you know, help the, you know, funding students instead of, you know, uh, teachers. The money, the money follows movement. the students. That, that whole yeah. Thing. Money follows the students movements and actually, you know, while uh, a, a, per, a perfect example of that, while there is government funding being allocated for education, would you not want people to have a, more of a choice or have a better experience while they have to live under these institutions than just saying, trying to drive it into the ground and having everyone suffer, even in the short term, the state is a coercive institution. It violates every ethic that I have. Well, when it comes to the government schools, there's a, there's obviously a much better answer. You just don't send your kid. True. Uh, That's problem solved. Now what? Now, now what's happening with now? Do you want to save the institution? Well, you've already protected your own child. Do you want to try to perfect the government schools or do you want to just like help people get out of them? Well, I, obviously, I would like for uh, as many people to get out of them as possible. But if so, do it, we, do we a, want them to operate efficiently at, at knowing what their goals are? How efficient would you like them to be? Oh, that's a that's a totally well, uh, kind of a separate argument. But uh, but, you know, the question is whether you want something to collapse and have people, you know, just suffer even in the short term that that funded this, that were funded at at gunpoint. Now, I'm obviously not arguing for public schools or the efficiency of public schools. I want the institution to go away. But having if someone were to take advantage of it somehow and. So that's a bad thing or, or I, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, are we saving no, these no, institutions or, or are we a, trying to, you know, save people from these institutions? 
Well, I mean, that is that is an important distinction. And, you know, um, I, really the only argument that I can that I could make that, you know, that I still sense uh, while I do not want these institutions to exist, there would be something such as, you know, schooling under a private property society. But but like you said, we're talking about end goals instead of what's going on now, like you like you said earlier. And we can um, easily handle what's going on now by just taking our own kids out of the equation. Right. But. You being educated in, you know, uh, you know, the coerciveness of the state and how government schools are bad, that would, you know, having other people's kids, uh, you know, suffer more under that just because, you know, uh, like it, they coerce people in one way and, you know, their their experience could be worse in everything like that. Um, it's not just, you know, uh, just a strongly individualistic take whenever you look at something like a giant coercive institution there is some nuance there in terms of whether you want it to at least be okay for the people that are involved or if you just want it to blow up in that but uh, you know government schools and the entire nation are a totally different question you know what i mean like it, but I, so i guess let's maybe take it back to the uh, to the border question right and you, this is sure. that like collective ownership the net net taxpayer thing which I guess it's like basically communism, right? Like this collective ownership concept. We're all part of the the commune and have this group collective property, right? Is that because we paid for it? It's we get to vote on it. Is that is that fair? Uh, no, I mean, the, the uh, obviously I'm not arguing for something such as communism and neither is neither is Hoppe or anybody who advocates for, um, you know, not but, open but because, borders under the well, well, was well, it? Isn't the argument like, well, you can't come in here because you're going to use these services that I have more of a right to because I got I paid taxes. So you stay okay. on that side of the line. I'm going to be on this side of the line where I'm paying for, for this criminal organization over here. Is that and, and because I have more right to be here now than you do because I'm funding this thing. Is that is that a Hoppian uh, position? <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I would say that, that, you know, going back and reading that that essay that I that I listened to earlier says it a lot more eloquently than I can. But if somebody is a is a part of an institution and it say like, OK, we have we must fund the state because we live under a coercive institution, you know, everything. And then we can talk about like, you know, not funding that institution and then hoping for its collapse eventually. But, um, but the people who own the property or who supposedly own the property while living, living under the state, because ultimately whenever you live under a state, the state owns the property. Now, while like, do you want the, I guess it's just a question of do you want society to function while the state exists or do you want it not to function? I mean, and that's what you, something. What, uh, what do you mean by society? Oh, uh, people, groups of people, you know, uh, uh, you know, function how uh, be able function to, in a certain way or function, be able to live their lives with it, the least amount of, uh, you know, coercion or trouble as possible and be able to encourage as much commerce as possible and peace, prosperity, all that fun stuff. While those people are living under a coercive institution, 
they should have some right to at least have a say in how that that operates, whether it be ideal or not. Now, not arguing for, you know, democratic rule here either, but just saying if somebody is a property owner or a de facto property owner under uh, even under that institution. Allowing a person to come in who they or, you know, groups of people who would who would they would indirectly be funding their life, come in and use that institution to their advantage, they probably should have a say in that because those people you know might be unreliable not unreliable but unwanted by the i mean you could say that it's like collective ownership but it's it's really not it's just you know private property owners coming together and saying that we don't want to fund these people or we don't want these people using our institutions i mean okay, so, there, right, there so is some nuance right, there okay let's stop but, right there private property sure. so now we were we were we're private property owners are deciding yes that, okay. that's that's the argument it's it's private property okay owners can band right. so, so that's the, the whole property, argument for covenants right. so the private property owners are going to have a right to be say in laredo texas right but if you don't own property there then you don't have a right to be there you have to be on the other side of the of the border or well what is liberal what is libertarianism it is it is it is absolute private property rights in as a legal theory so it's, well, it's, the, it's also the it's also the absence of uh, aggression. So, you know, like to, to me, that would be the primary function of libertarianism and say, well, look, well, we're, we don't aggress against each other. Yes. So if I'm going to impede your travel, then I'm better have a good explanation. But if you if if you are coming on to other people's property without their without their, you know, permission, but now we're talking uh, about like a like a, a government now, road. Yeah, we're okay. getting back into socialized because that implies so we're, right. So we're, we're talking about a government is, road. That yeah, yeah. Well, or the border is now socialized amongst either every American or American property owner, I guess, or every uh, you know at the very least every American that's on that lives on the border or lives in Texas or you know where does that. Like, I've always kind of hated the argument of like, well, you know, you put a fence around your house. Well, I mean, yeah, because my house is my property, right? I mean, correct. as much as it can be with the government forcing me to pay property taxes, but it's definitely way more my property than like the border of Texas or the border of yes. Arizona, right? I mean, yes, I wouldn't consider but, that at all to be my property. <laughs> but who could make a private property claim to the to the the highway? coming from mexico into texas Me. who would have the best property claim on that on that patch of asphalt the auto road <laughs> the auto autobahn and that's the problem while you know that's while something's podcast. being something's being you know coercively funded under a state um you know those people who assisted in funding that road whether it be on a federal or state level had the right to use it and those well, Okay, so they're gonna so because you've paid your federal tax, you get more of a right to use that road, but somebody else doesn't. So, I guess uh, so we're saying that that is a collective ownership, like private property right. That's a part of this collective because you were coerced, and therefore, what about what if what if I mean, I mean, what if you? Uh, I mean, I think we could all say the federal government owes us something, right? 
whether it was some tax they 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 made us pay, they damaged us, they uh, they hurt us in some way, and under like a this like magical world of injustice land, right? There would be some kind of we would all get some kind of compensation, right? Restitution, yeah. Restitution, uh, or just you know just damages. Um, so. I mean, would it be safe to say that, you know, the better property claim on that piece of highway would be maybe who has the biggest, like, you owe me slip, right? Like, you owe me the most. So I have more of a say to that land, right? Would would, would that make any sense? Uh, I don't think the amount would really would really be, you know, on a on a moral or even, uh, you know, on a moral level especially or on a, a, a functional level, maybe like, oh, yeah, I paid five hundred thousand dollars in taxes. You only paid a thousand dollars in taxes. I own this more than you. But whenever these people are being coerced into it, that that becomes a totally, you know, uh, th- that would just be uh, something. Well, what, if the, would... what if the state took your like entire town out with a bomb? Now, do, maybe your claim goes a little bit higher than the mere tax victims, don't you think? Uh, I, 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 I guess that would, that would be a, a more, more, uh, you know, serious example whenever it comes to something like that. Um, but, uh, when it comes to this collect, this government property, I mean, what we're really talking about is like, well, what do we do with this government property, right? The government controls it. We don't consider it legitimate ownership. It's causing all these problems under libertarian theory. It's available for homesteading without a rightful owner. Um, now I, I think Rothbard had, Rothbard had some good ideas when it came to stolen properties, like, you know, best case scenario, you return it to the person that was stolen from. Okay. Get the property back to the rightful owner. So if that's not possible, second best is to deny the thief the benefits of their ill gotten gains, right. Or saying like, just don't let the thief benefit from it would be the second best. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you've got uh, the federal government owns this. They've got a toll booth. Uh, wouldn't it be best? It'd be better to just let anybody have at it than to uh, then continue to allow the thief to, to profit from their ill-gotten gains. We'll return it to the Aztecs. Yeah, and th- that I mean, it, um, Jeff Dyson and Stefan Kinsella just had a good episode on this on the Human Action Podcast about like, you know, rightful owners, uh, legal principles and everything like that under even under libertarian theory. Um, you know, um, they, they were talking about the ethics of liberty, you know, the section that Rothbard talked about where it was like legitimate property claims and everything like that. That was kind of what you were hearkening back to, I believe. Um, but, uh, you know, something you know the state profiting from something and then having a more of a right to use it than somebody who you know wasn't an owner or something like i don't know just because seems like there's a lot of holes in this collective ownership theory uh i'm just i'm just not the best at um explaining it to be honest there there are other people that are um but uh, it's not it's not collective. It You really wouldn't say that it's collective ownership. It's just people with legitimate property claims being able to decide what to do while living under a coercive institution. That's that's legitimate really property claims on a federal highway. Well, coming that's in from Mexico. Is that what oh, we're really talking about here? Uh, 
not really. I'm just uh, there's a there's that's there's nuance saying. there's nuance there obviously, and there are legitimate arguments on both sides. That's why the Mises Caucus won't take a won't take a you know a stand on open or or you know controlled immigration because there are real arguments on both sides. Not and, from a libertarian perspective, there isn't. <laughs> I mean, you ha- if, I mean you you have to adhere to the non-aggression principle. Somebody's coming down yeah. the road and you stand in their way. I'm sorry, but you're you're now the aggressor. You know, okay, okay, but but you know, somebody somebody invading private property is an aggressor. We're not talking. No, we're talking about walking down the road. Yeah, okay. Well, are we talking about citizenship? Or are we talking about just walking down the road? Walking down the road. Well, yeah, of course. That's you know, give me your papers. Of course, like that's bullshit. That's why I'm like I I, I always default to open. I default to open borders. Like I always just say, hey, we're in a system where this this like it, it's it's crazy. Like, think of it. Think of you're just naturally in your world like you're just like in your own space and all of a sudden like this this big fucking entity just comes by and just smashes its way through creates sets up its own highway through everything and you had no say over it and it's just like well i don't you know what like so now i get to argue who gets to take it like why is it there in the first place i didn't consent to this highway being there i didn't consent to this border being there it was there before i was born like it's it's like a weird juxtaposition so if you think if you have property that lines the border that should be that's all privatized. That should be all privatized. But right now, as it stands, the the border is all federally owned. It's all it, it's the government owns it. And it's like, well, why they, don't property right, well, they owners seized own it? it? They yeah, exactly. It. They took it. They took it to begin with. So that should be given to the property owners but, that are but on property the border, rights. right? But property rights. Right. It's a, a, a you know, you go down this this rabbit hole. It's like shit. It's just wouldn't to this protect whole- proper, to protect our collective rights. We're going to have to sacrifice our individual property rights. Uh oh, well, you know, Dave, like so Dave Smith. Ta- Dave Smith kind of go back. To what we were talking before. Dave Smith brings up a good point. He's like, well, what? He's like, yeah, the state's illegitimate. It's awful. Its institutions of education are, you know, criminal. But would you rather them be telling your children that capitalism is good, or you're a racist, evil person if you like capitalism? Like, Why are they telling prefer? my children anything? I didn't. Right. What, I'm just saying. Hey, that's, that question. Those, if you, if you're only who, given two options, yeah, right? but those are, that's a false choice. That's a false. It choice, is a false though. choice. It is, but it also isn't. Uh, isn't a but false the question choice is? Thinking, but I'm saying it's a false that choice fallacy in the fact that, like, if he, if Dave Smith is presenting those as the only two options, then no, it's no, no, a not the okay. question needs to be tossed no. out. It's okay, it's, but a, it's just as foul. It's just as phallic to say that phallic. Phallic. Fallacious. 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 There you go. That's the word. That's a word. Fallacious. So, <laughs> see what you know. It's on my mind, guys. It's Pride yeah. Month. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Phil is our representative. Yeah. Otto, stop dead naming me. God damn it. But no, no Phil is so, your gay alter ego. Though. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder they they killed him. But anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right. As all right, I was anyways, saying, before I butchered my own sentence uh yeah so isn't acknowledging the fact that we can just get rid of government education at this point just as imaginary as saying oh we want it to them to not put out these sheep of uh you know this prussian model but as bab says in in most i mean it it seems like in most areas there are options to not put your kids into public schooling oh that's absolutely the option it's very hard well nobody said it would be nobody said government school is is valid because it's easier no, and trust me, I, I, I'm, I'm just look at this pers- 
perspective of the single parent who has just like I'm trapped. Like I have no, either I don't work and watch my kid and I have nowhere to live or I go to work and I have to find some daycare for them, which is the government school, which is forced upon you. It's it's like a system. No, it's not forced perpetu- upon you. But, I, it, but it is, though. It is. It is. No, it's a, it's a anybody system that you just you, 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 you they force you to pay for it. They force you to pay to hurt other people's kids. But they don't force you to put your kids in there. But, right. but like 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 Otto said, if you are, you know, a struggling single parent, are you going to homeschool your kid and not work? Are you going to be able to Just pay imagine for that these arguments uh, coming from libertarians instead of like AOC going, we must have these government programs because people just can't do it. I'm, on their I'm not saying we must. No, no I'm not no saying I'm just kidding. I'm playing devil's well, advocate. I'm just saying right, but you, it, it, I, it's it's just I don't really see how it's relevant to the question. Because you viewing you viewing yourself as an educated libertarian, and you obviously are, and you know you having these these libertarian principles and letting them guide your life. Beautiful, great thing. But there is there are people around you that don't have this type of education, and do you want those people suffering just because they are not a, a, as aware of the problem? What do you mean suffering? You well, uh, what do you mean well, suffering? I mean, well, I just uh, like the, whenever we talk about in. Uh, you know, uh, not just even talking about the public schooling problem here. We're talking about, you know, do you want the do you want the society to be able to or, you know, people that live under this coercive state to be able to live their lives? Or do you want it to be hell on earth just because they live under this co- coercive institution? Now, now, I'm not I'm not saying that that is, that I don't is even think that's a that's kind of a ridiculous question. Um, that's what I after I said it, I, I was going to restate it. But um, but, you know, there are people that those options aren't available where homeschool isn't really available to them. Or it's, I mean, chart now with the charter school movement, like it's, it's a little Guess bit what? better. It's 2021 online schooling is the norm. It's inexpensive. Right. You can choose vendors know, so. anywhere right. in the world. You've got private tutors, you've got a gig economy, you've got online, you've got mm-hmm. Ron Paul curriculum. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, I mean, for anybody to say like, Oh, I can't, you know, like that's just, it's kind of sad. It's really sad when you really know what the, the, the options are. And that certainly doesn't become an argument for m- making government schools great. Yeah. Do I want no. go- do I want government <laughs> schools to, to offer uh, uh, be be better? No, no, I don't. Because the shittier they get, the more parents make the right call, which is to pull them out. I don't want them to 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 settle for media uh, mediocrity. Uh, so. I mean, but, is that okay. what you mean by like wanting people to suffer? It's like wanting the government schools to just continue to deteriorate. I'm, I'm talking about it in an empathetic way of re- meeting people where they're at right now, not not where you think they should be or because I there's not one sentence that you said that I don't agree with and that I don't advocate for. But I'm saying but there's also a reality that exists where people don't know this option. They live in this this mental well, that's cage why we're here of the to state. talk about it. Right. You know and what? they live in this mental cage of the state. And how do you break that cage down? So your method is, OK, just let it collapse and get worse and worse and worse. That's true. But then but these people have been so brainwashed that they think that, oh, well, this just means we need more money, more taxes, more because that's the only way to. Yeah, but I mean, the Dave Smith here. thing of like. I don't agree with that either. I'm just saying. I'm just talking. I'm just saying about like I'm throwing that out there. I don't agree with that. That's like I'm just I'm putting this shit out there because you guys like he does like I'm not trying to shit on Dave Smith a lot, but he does kind of do that often where he like presents like a false choice like that where it's like, well, you know, would you would you rather them teach your kids about how great 
capitalism the free market is it's like yeah but i mean no because like there it's the government school that's that's even more pie in the sky they'll still than find a way to else. fuck it up even if they <laughs> yeah, like, i don't i just obviously. how about how about the option of like they don't teach my my kids you know right right and which is it's great the only I, it's I, the only correct choice and i mean you can like well what's the best way to polish this turd you could debate that forever right you know For like, real. it's really like cool. yeah <laughs> no, no, yeah, you absolutely could. And it's not a matter of money. It just the quality, the money keeps continues to go up. This the only option is to is to escape it. Like you, you're not oh. going to perfect it. You're not going to oh, help yeah. people oh, yeah. endure it. But the problem is, is like if everything in fucking society today, everyone's first fucking solution is, well, it needs more money. Money. It needs more funding. No, no it, it needs, needs a, Bitcoin. There needs to be a it law. Needs, no, it no. needs Bitcoin. No, James, they need a law. We need a law to make sure teachers are paid more. We want to give more money for the teachers to get paid more because then they'll do a better job. It's it's everyone's it's cooked into your brains. It's like a self looking ice cream cone. It's that's what the state is. It exists to perpetuate its own existence. And and, and just imagine does. like it libertarians, sucks. right? Like accepting that as as their oh. as the way they're going to operate. Yes. So we're going to pass libertarian story. laws and we're going to get control of this. And it's going to be libertarianism's taught in mandatory government schools <laughs> i got a funny story. i got a, i got a funny story about this so yesterday yesterday i was at my brother's house and he has like every fucking google he has got google home he has alexa he has all this shit and i hate it so i went in there so i went to his i was in it like i was oh, speaking of shitty stuff you guys are talking about what you guys are drinking right now what are you drinking taylor uh, this is another sidebar you see i'm corona getting derailed seltzers, bro corona <laughs> seltzer I yeah. drank a whole 12 pack yesterday by myself within like Jeez, two hours dude. of what? watermelon, uh, of the watermelon, uh, what is it? White claw. Oh, you drank a 12 pack is- of white claw in two hours, dude. <laughs> this is yes. for, this is for pride. You month, see a right? doctor, man. <laughs> this well, is for pride month. Like we're all yeah. drinking like gay, gay drinks. Like, no, I've got well, a pretty right straight now- drink. What do you got? Duck pin? Duck There's okay, water you got in this. There's, I have a switch doctor. It's an imperial sour from Flying Dog. It's ten percent. Oh, it's really n- good. N- nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But I'm saying, sorry, I, I didn't. Get I didn't basic. mean to question you. <laughs> I can get basic. Don't. I don't. Not gonna shit. I can get my basic up. So I was doing that yesterday. So I was in my brother's house and he's got this Alexa. So I said Alexa, and he was like, and I'm like, is taxation theft? And it was across the room, and I, she said, "Well, according to this website, I forget what website she said. She goes, yes, indeed, taxation is theft." Home. And I was like, yes. So then I asked Google Home. I was like, well, Google Home. Wow. Oh, fuck you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Craig so, says which, sours are gay. But there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Homosexuality is approved in this podcast. Anyway, across the um, board. Across, yeah, all the yes. Um, we're not so going physica- to we're not going to physically remove sours, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Google Home. I said, Google Home is taxation theft and whatever google says according to the website libertarianism.org you know that website don't you yeah say it right off the bat cato yes cato cato yes Yes, what it said it said according to libertarianism.org taxation is not theft because we all agree to pay into it to improve society jesus really i did you not i wanted to record it Ask Google Home, whatever, and Google Home will, will go straight to libertarian dot, uh, libertarianism.org. This is why these motherfuckers need to be purged from the party. You fucking they're not. Suck. Those people aren't in the party. Those people are yes, in the party. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That's Andy they're Craig. The, That's Andy Craig. Oh, He's in yeah. my state. They're in the He's party. in my state. 
that was why that was why i wouldn't join for so long in the first place was because of who who was in the party other than the people that i liked you know what i mean because it was just like i don't know how you can how you can take over this leviathan of bad libertarians and you know mises caucus is doing a doing a great job actually dude so you are you are fake newsing here if you actually go to the article i found the article that it quotes literally happened nope hold on dude so okay. actually, it says it proposes that as an argument that like status make. It says so first Google argument. Home lied on Cato's name, dude. No, Google yeah. straight up. No, I asked dude, I, I, taxation. I, I, she said no. Taxation is not theft according to libertarian because uh, okay. people That's in because society they, agree to pay dude, into it. Let me talk for a second. So no. yes, I see exactly like when I search for that in Google, it, it's basically the same as asking Google, right? And it the first result. They Google basically pull quotes from libertarianism.org. It says taxation is not theft because citizens have agreed to pay taxes. But if you go to the actual article, this is they're presenting this as an argument coming from a status. And then they reply to it and they say there simply isn't any such contract. The government has never actually written up and offered such a contract, nor has anyone signed it. So I mean, to be fair, I know it's That's Cato. Fair. But to be fair, you know, and, but but yet we immediately all believe that Cato would actually do that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm the, telling the you, it, 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 it totally plausible. Yeah, yeah. it ended and said what your last sentence. It ended with that. It did not go into depth and say, "Well, actually, there's no contract." It did not say that. You can't so blame libertarianism.org for that. What I'm saying is, you can't blame them because it's just Google. I will blame them. Said, Google lied right. on their name. It's fine. Whatever. Dude. I'm trying to like get over my. Uh, my life. <laughs> I'm trying to get over my Cato phobia and like, you know, try and find the good in it, even though, you know, everything so about that up in there, but they just can't get away from it. Like the yeah. libertarian argument for gun control, the yeah. libertarian argument for poll taxes, the libertarian <laughs> argument for, you know, I agree with you 100%. They like uh, every time I'm just like, oh yeah, like Corey DeAngelis is doing great work for school choice. And you know, like maybe we're turning a corner and then like something like there'll be a tweet from, I don't even know, like one of the, the who's the guy who wrote the libertarian mind, David Bowes. Like yeah. I'll see a tweet oh. from it and I'll just be like, oh, and yep. that's like the guy. Oh, and I'm just like, all right, here we go. He's so weak. God, <laughs> he was at some what? He was at some event I saw, and he was just talking about like, oh, America is the greatest country on earth, and we're the freest. This, and I'm like, uh, just uh, okay, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a, not a not a good fan of his. I would say uh, he's he. Yeah, I don't like anything he pretty much has done that I've seen. Every single time, like his name comes up attached to something, I'm like. Jesus Christ. I never had a Cato face. Did anybody here have like a Cato face? Like a reason face? What do you mean? A reason face? Like, you know, when people like just get into like libertarianism and they're like, oh, phase. Reason.com is like the only place they go to. And like, that's like what libertarianism is. You know what I mean? And then like, then uh, there's a lot of people that are like that. I think there has to be because there are so many people who just people that get into libertarianism through Gary Johnson. You know, Yeesh. yeah, Ooh. oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. now supporting AOC. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you are one hundred percent correct. There are a lot of people. But yeah, when you when you come into the libertarianism through non-libertarianism, somehow like it never works out. But uh, there's libertarians who support fair taxes. 
<laughs> oh, like Gary Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Gary Johnson. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Taxation. Uh, right. Taxation is fair. So that, <laughs> well, that's what I was referring before we started. Whenever I was talking about like when people like the the label libertarian, you know, has has some issues that come along with it because there are people who live under that who who go by that label that you could not disagree with more on pretty much everything except for like. Well, I don't even know about taxes. That's like the one thing that we're supposed to agree on. But apparently, you know, there's there's people out there like it, it's it's tough. Like anti-war is one one thing that yeah. I, I think they that us and like the left libertarians or the left socialist libertarians or whatever they want to call themselves. I agree don't on. know, dude. Some of these lefties were real upset when we uh, moved the troops out of northern Syria. And just moved them down, and we left oh, the, the Kurdish thing. Well, well, that, yeah, that was just because that, that was just because of the orange man. That wasn't because of you know any sort of you know Letting principled these... stand. Gary Johnson <laughs> campaigned on a strong alliance with Israel. Ugh, he campaigned on that. Not that I hate is not that I hate Jewish people. Like no, he, he gave a clear. speech. It was um, I just hate Jared. Some, not it, it was Jewish an event people. in Brooklyn. It was like Liberty Fest or something like that. And Gary Johnson was there. This was his first campaign. And he was given like he hadn't fully adapted his stump speech from when he was a Republican. Right. So he was trying to still like score at the same like talking points and the strong alliance with Israel and stuff. Well, um, he got he got called out on it like like pretty hard, like at the event, like. um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's After that speech. He was. Oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing that libertarians actually agree on. That's that's true. Well, yeah, and that's the problem with the with the label itself. And that's what I like. What I was referring to before it, where it was just like, yeah, like it's a it's a like there's a legal theory and a political philosophy, but then the people who, you know, call themselves it or advocate for it, usually don't agree with each other on much, except for uh, well, the groups of people. You know, there's there's you know divide. You know, there's you know. Hoppians, there's Cato guys, there's, you know, the Mises caucus types, there's the GOP libertarian guys, uh, you know, that, you know, have different strategies on everything when you and then there's people who, you know, disagree with you on like the nature of capitalism or, you know, property ethics in general. So but, you know, that's uh that's a topic for another day, I guess. Well, do, do you think that the, when, you know, it looks like the Mises caucus is taking over the LP. Uh, what do they win? What <laughs> what are they going to do with this uh, this new power? Yeah, you know what they're going to win? It's going to say, you know, I took over the L- the LP and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> and now I have to go to more meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's doing uh, the honestly the best thing, uh, you know, the best thing the Mises caucus could do if they actually take over the party and the people who hate them voluntarily leave. You know. The best thing that could happen is people know what libertarianism is again. But what if you they're know, being uh, confused by people that don't really, you know, understand borders, you know, like government borders or don't really understand, uh, you know, other other aspects of libertarianism? Well, there's the, there's uh, discussions in academic libertarian circles on, on things like that. But it's just like what 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 is libertarianism is a question that if you ask a normal person. You know, somebody who isn't in political spheres, it would be nice to have somebody representing the party or a group of people representing the party that actually know what they're talking about 
and can well, explain it yeah, and can have proper messaging. Right. Well, it used to be based upon used to be based on the non-aggression principle. So when it, when it came time to do the the explaining about libertarianism, you would explain the non-aggression principle. You know, and I think that was kind of lost by the LP. Like I don't know, you know, largely well, a long yeah. time ago. Well, right. When they started signing the paper, right. When you started vote chasing, when when the whole party, you know, decided that Bob Barr was suddenly preferable to anything like Ron Paul or anything else like that, like that's when that sits kind of the slide. And you think about it, Ron Paul always let off with non-aggression. You go, I mean, go back and look how many videos on YouTube where he talks about the non-aggression principle. He's talking to a bunch of Republicans and shit about that. You know, he let off with that. I, I, I just don't. It's just this vote chasing as, aspect of like, well, we have to be this, <coughs> this, you know, presentable and I, I just this pragmatist bullshit. Like, let's go off what David Nolan said. Um, oh, shit. There's a really good quote, actually, that um, I posted on the Maryland because uh, I, I, I run the Maryland Mises Caucus page. Well, I mean, it's we just got relatively started, but it was a good post by David Nolan that I want to read here. It's a quote um, that he said in 2008 before he died, because I think he died in 2010. But um, he says, when we quote, when we started out, our goal was to spread the word. It was sort of evangelical to spread the word of liberty out to the world at large. Now we're down to the level of people who I think, for the most part, well-intended. But when compared to those men, they are afraid to say anything that might scare people, that might keep people from voting for us. So it's become a very timid organization, end quote. Like, and, and, and he said that in how many years ago was that? 2008. Right. And how much of that is like, uh, well, some portion of that is a product of just like shitty people that just are, are power hungry, money hungry or whatever. Yeah. But how much of that is also a function of like the ballot access rules that were introduced where it's like, well, you do kind of have to get at least like what? You know, in Maryland, it's like 4% or, or 1% or whatever. No, we have to get 1% of the gubernatorial race to maintain our right. ballot access for the next election cycle, which is, but th- there's two things. You can do all the stupid, tedious bullshit to keep yourself a party and keep a pretty principled, radical, smart, radical message. Yeah. You can do uh, these I'm not two saying things. they're mutually, I'm not saying they're I, mutually exclusive. I'm I just know, saying. And- I wonder how much of that was like, was that was a factor in, in that, but it's probably mostly just like, what, well, what good is like, yeah. what good is ballot access if the if the candidates that you have to put on the ballot to get it are not libertarians? Yeah, that's not, the not, right. That's yeah. that's the million dollar question. That's what we're trying to change. We're trying There's, to you know yeah. it's better to not be on the ballot. Yeah, save a hundred thousand dollars. Put it into put it into like targeted advertising campaign on your own. Right. Like there's so many alternatives to the ballot, the the ballot access problem besides Mm. like investing millions in millions of this wasteful, ridiculous petitioning. It's just I mean, what a waste of time and money for everybody involved. It's almost like a like a proof of work requirement to get on the ballot. Like (laughs) like, well, you, you right. You you put enough you know cycles in of you know generating heat therefore you're on the ballot like it's just stupid i know but i know the the whole political aspect of it i just don't want to i don't want to cede that ground to 
the the whole two old parties. Like I I don't want to do that. I don't. I I think that's guess what they've already they've already got the ground. They control. I know you're right. They have they control you're, a lot of. You're, it. They're not but, letting you on the field of battle. But the best right? part is locally, like in the state of Maryland. I know for sure we're a fucking pain in their side. The Green Party and the Libertarian Party. We piss off the Democrats and the Republicans in the state. How so? Wholesale. Because they do everything they can to throw rule and restriction after us. They openly complain about us. They blame us why Trump lost. They blame us why uh, um, what's his face? We had some socialist run in the Democrat part, uh, gubernatorial, ra- gubernatorial race a few years ago. Um, you know, they blamed the, the Libertarians and the Greens for that. They, you know, they do. So it's like at best we can be their scapegoat. But if you keep our name a little bit relevant in this sphere, we can do little small elections. And then think about it. So within one guy on the eastern shore of Maryland, he was running in a nonpartisan race. He's Mises caucus guy. As soon as he found out, he was like two weeks away from election. He's like, oh, shit, they're they're having this this election in my home, my town uh, called Rock Hall in Maryland. And. It's a not, it, you know, it's non-party. It's a non-partisan race, but he's a libertarian. Mises caucus, I really principled. And we just went, we went into full action. You know, he had two weeks and he, we went, we sent down a bunch of people to knock on doors. We went down there and we put up sign. We had sign wavings. We paid for stuff ourselves out of pocket. And we, he's now, he beat the incumbent by a landslide in this election. And so now he sits on the town, town hall. And well, I don't know what change he can affect, but I think, you do stuff like that where you're not having to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And just at a local level, we can win these races. We can have some type of input instead of just completely ceding the whole ground to the Democrats and Republicans. And I know it's, I know it's, it's a long shot. It's far fetched. I'm not trying to get, I'm not going to say they're ever going to see a libertarian president, libertarian you, governor, you're gonna libertarian change senator. It the, you're going to change it from the inside. <laughs> no, there's no changing the inside. I'm just going to use this podium that they're giving me. The government says, Oh, Hey, they'll throw us a bone. I'm to take that bone and try to throw it and get as much attention Smash as possible. Smash their skull with it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm just, that's what I want to use the, the LP for. And that's what it's designed for. That's what the original intent by Rothbard and David Nolan and all these other guys in that living room 50 years ago, that was the point of the LP and not some fucking vote chasing, watered down bullshit, suck up to donors bullshit. And like I was just at the Mises caucus. Um, I was just hanging out with Michael Heiss. I, uh, Maj Trey, Angela McArdle was at the event in Delaware this past weekend, uh, yesterday, actually, or day before yesterday or something. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, I lost track of days. <laughs> but um, we were hanging out there and it was just so it was just cool and refreshing. Spike Como was there. It was a great event. And it, it's we keep getting these people. These people need to be our messengers, not what the shit they've been trying to force feed us these past few you know decade or so. Like we need to have new speakers, new, unafraid better speakers than me <laughs> and if we can just use this one little thing like verb well, is ver- a dream yes verb, verb is a troll <laughs> he would be the best candidate the liber- the lp ever had yeah. <laughs> so for uh, anyone who's listening right now james is holding up his little uh pipe, sculpture uh, vermin, vermin, yeah, supreme. Yeah, vermin sculpture Last sculpture yes, sculpture that you can smoke out of <laughs> <laughs> he's holding yeah, up you can camera. smoke tobacco out of yes tobacco if you're 18 and older <laughs> 21. Oh, 21. That's right. In Maryland. That's yeah. right, dude. That's right. And, and as, long as, sure you pay that tax. as long as yeah, it's not flavored. As long as it's not And you pay the proper tax on it. Yes. That's we want we promote responsible uh the responsibly allocated 
tax. Speaking percentage. of, did, did Biden did Biden ever get away with that tax uh, banning black people cigarettes thing he was going to do with the uh, me- banning menthols? Oh, the menthols. Oh yeah, what happened? I, I think they scrapped that pretty quick. It was pretty unpopular. <laughs> like somebody put it out there, and then the response was just like, "Oh, this is like actually racist." <laughs> 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 and then, and uh, they were just like, "Oh shit!" They, they I think they're right. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> yeah, right. Why else would he even do it? I mean, it was so obvious. Yeah, dude so they, hates, they, they, dude hates black people. <laughs> He, I mean, doesn't he? It's true. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh man, I love the the picture at the pool where he's at the lifeguard thing and he's like, "Oh yes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got his hand. <laughs> what a creep! He's talking about that bad man. Uh, what was his name? Uh, what was the baddest man in Delaware? What the fuck's his name? Corn pop. Corn pop, yes, corn pop, yeah. Where he, he threatened to beat a black man with a chain. Apparently, that's supposed to be a fun story about you know what? That piece of shit. Yes, that was the oh, whole yeah. point of corn pop. He was come he on, was man. Having, you never him, heard that story, he, man. He conspired with his fellow pool a lifeguard, the another white guy, to beat up corn pop with a chain if he came at him. Like he conspired, and he's telling the story like he's like this fun old cool guy, and <laughs> oh hey, I'm just hip. I tried, <laughs> dude. What a yes. freak! Right. How about yeah. that? Did you see that thing he did? Uh, did we talk about the thing he did where he where he did the press release driving the new electric F one fifty? Did we? Oh that? yeah, no, no. Where was, he wasn't was, driving was, it or whatever. Yeah, it looks like there was a separate steering wheel, like two <laughs> steering wheels, and he was like pretending to like to do this like media event where they're like, let's make it look like the president's a car guy, and we're gonna give him a line, and he botched that, and then he and then like <laughs> it was just this whole like. <laughs> That's all he does is botch it. It's so bad. And then, and I swear to God, it looked like there was a second steering wheel, and the the, the guy in the, other, the passenger seat was actually steering the truck. Like they wouldn't actually let him steer this thing. That was yeah, that was insane. Like I saw that picture, and I was just like, this this isn't real. Like there's no way there's two. Sti- they made a truck with two steering wheels just to make it look like Biden was driving a truck. You get, that's you exactly get what happened. So you get fact check on Facebook for posting that. And they say that actually some companies do put for testing purposes, they will put in a second steering wheel. Student drivers. Not, they Student said, drivers. But no, they said they said this is what the fact check said. It said that, but that doesn't mean he wasn't driving that truck. Just because there was a second person also driving. <laughs> I mean they were driving simultaneously. Oh, he couldn't even he couldn't even get out of that thing without making a tasteless joke about like his support for the Israeli like bombing oh. Palestine. Somebody was like, hey, could you, you know, can you answer, you know, can you take a question, uh, you know, about uh, Israel or whatever? He's like, well, if you want to stand in front of the truck. Yeah. Oh, ho, 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 isn't that funny? <laughs> like, is that funny? He's not going to talk about the war that he's supporting. Like what? They're in the middle of this, this uh, Potemkin truck demonstration. Like, I just think it's hilarious what they, what the, the, the low quality of, of stunts they're willing to do with that guy. Like, put some, put some work into it. Right, right. Well, uh, let's, uh, we're coming up on an hour now. I think uh, we could probably take this over into our after hours podcast if Jared remembers that we still do those. Oh, I remember. 
I'll never forget 9-11. Yeah, hashtag never forget. Never forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we um but before I do, uh, we move on to that. Taylor, uh, thanks for coming on and um let the good people know who are listening where they can find you. Uh you can find me um on Twitter at T underscore Shiring S H I R I N G. Um go visit uh hopian.org. We got some we got some good stuff coming up and uh hopefully starting a podcast soon. Um and uh also I, I play in a band if you like uh hardcore. Um this is punk rock libertarian, so gotta gotta yes. gotta pitch that. Um I play in a band called Settle for Nothing, where uh, uh I guess you could call it just like a beat down hardcore band from Pittsburgh. And if you're rocks. if you're familiar with um how Pittsburgh hardcore sounds, we sound right off that alley. Uh just, you know, hardest shit imaginable. Um but uh but yeah uh thanks for having me on it was fun i wasn't ready for the border discussion to be honest you threw me I, off i but know it, but hoppy and come on what uh, gotta, know, like I, the thought, big, I thought that's all like hoppy and obsess over no i just thought you know I, you gotta uh, bring your best game when you're on with babs yeah, yeah, I know. you never know <laughs> you ever see that you see the jim gray episode i, I oh, got a, yeah, i got yeah. a bone to pick with you Otto, dude i had no idea Ooh, i, I would have had my stack of books i <laughs> We never know how it's gonna go when James is yeah, on. Oh, fun. come on! We're all we're all buddies here. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah, everyone, go uh, check him out. Well, and we gotta have you on again. So, oh yeah, we for might. Sure. I'll definitely we'll bring you on again. A little bit lighthearted. We won't invite next, James next, on next Gay Pride Month. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe for. Yeah, never mind. I, I I should probably not say that. But anyway, um, but so we're gonna record after our podcast. You're gonna stick around for that. Absolutely. All right, cool. So we'll get to talk about a few more topics and stuff we had planned for tonight. Um, but if you want to check that out, you guys got to sign up for our Patreon. So uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, get access to all of our back catalog of episodes and the episode we're about to do right after this one. But if you don't like using Patreon, uh, please go over to our website, uh, prlfans.com. And there's other ways to donate to the show to get you that access to our Patreon subscription. Um and if you guys uh, want to, please check out our um, – you guys can check out uh, libertariancountry.com. Get yourself a uh, Punk Rock Libertarian t-shirts for sale over there. Uh, if you use the code PRL or PRL Podcast, you get yourself a 10% discount. And if you uh, want to spend $50 or more, you guys get yourself a 20% discount with the code PRL2. He, uh, they have a bunch of new uh, new t-shirts for so over there. Eventually, we'll have some more uh, different types of punk rock libertarians shirts that we're going to be putting out soon. Um, so please go over there and check out that website. Pretty much rocks. And if you guys want to um, also check out uh, Hidden in Plain Sight by Moral Bob, um, his uh, podcast, because uh, we are bro- uh, we are presented. Uh, <laughs> He's our sponsor. Just go check him out. Moral Bob. Go check it out. So uh, until next time, live free. Or die. Slack it, Jack. Or else. Statism's good break with the blood that is shed. Drenching the flags of the tax bombs in red. Poisons by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and cards in the death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy.